You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Alex, how you doing this morning? Good. How are you guys? Keith's been All right. All right. Um, all things considered, I definitely Keith, had better Keith, morning. Hey, don't complain. I'm I'm back home watching games, so don't don't give me that. You know, uh, you guys are gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> now you say that, okay? Convince people who are listening to this right now. You watch the games really closely. You know both teams really well. I was just talking. The margin of difference doesn't seem to be that great in these two, even though it feels like the Astros are you know kind of beating the Yankees over the head. It's you know, it, two strike home runs have vaulted Houston past the Yankees in the first two games. Very similar to, to the Seattle series, right? Uh, I mean, everybody, if you, if you talk to, to the casual fan, they will say that Houston dominated Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won the series 3 nothing, but it was a homer by Alvarez, another homer by Alvarez, a homer by Pena. Seattle, they didn't do enough offensively. They pitched really well. Coming into the series, going into the playoffs, uh, I thought, you know, for every, everything that we talk about Houston and they have an outstanding team, I think this is offensively, you know, from 17 and we know what happened, but, you know, forget about that. Offensively, this is the most challenging year in the playoffs for them. I do believe it's a, it's a lineup that is top-heavy, they rely a lot on Alvarez. Uh, you know, obviously, Yuli did an outstanding job in game one. Yesterday, he did another one. It seems like Yuli's ready for October. But offensively, this is not your Carlos Correa, George Springer, Alvarez lineup. It is, it's a lineup that you can maneuver. And in how many? They play, what, five games already? Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. Uh the difference this year compared to other years, the pitching is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're really good at what they do. They play some, they play great defense too. It, it's amazing what they do. And if they're going to win the world series it's because they can pitch. I don't believe offensively, this is the old Houston team that you show up and you have to worry about everybody in that lineup with the Yankees. It's not the same lineup as early in the season, and you might have the same names, but early in the season, uh, Kiner Khalifa, Khalifa was doing great. Trevino was outstanding. Donaldson was a lot better than right now. They need somebody else to step up. You cannot rely on Judge and Stanton all the time because, as you know, Sweeney, and I told you towards the end of the season, for how good Judge is, you still can pitch to him in certain situations. 
And obviously, Houston, they do an amazing job preparing and executing, and it, it shows. But somebody else has to do the job. I agree with Keith. I listened to you at the end. LeMahieu is huge for you. I mean, we saw it in the wildcard game last year against us. You know, like you not having him, you can actually maneuver, pitch around certain guys and attack others. And that's what we've seen. But Booney is not going to make excuses. That lineup is going to make excuses. They have to execute and going, you know, getting back to the Bronx, I think it's going to help them out. Absolutely. I mean, we're looking at not having home field advantage in the series, but actually having a chance here to bounce back. You know, thinking about last year and your Red Sox in the uh, ALCS against the Houston Astros, I feel like early on in that series, the Red Sox had momentum. The Red Sox were able to score 9, 12 runs on them. What do you think the biggest difference is between last year's Astros and this year's Astros? I know we all know some of the obvious things, like the, the pitching, their bullpen, they're a lot better. But what are the biggest difference you're seeing um, with the, the Yankees matching up with them this year versus the Red Sox matching up with them last year? I, I do believe the Astros, as a staff, as a whole, they have the best fastballs in the big leagues. You see it, you know, the four seamers is 95, 96 with ride. And, you know, obviously the secondary pitches are great. Watching the game yesterday and I texted uh, Heim Bloom after after the game, 30 strikeouts, four walks. One of the things that we didn't do throughout the season against the Yankees, you know, we walked them. There was a lot of traffic all the time. And then all of a sudden, Rizzo will go deep or Stanton will go deep. You know, the Yankees are not going to manufacture runs. The way they do it is working the counts, taking their walks, and then they hit a homer. Mm-hmm. And Houston have done an amazing job attacking them, putting them away. There's been some good at-bats. You know, Rizzo has been amazing. Donaldson, the last one, was great. But... I don't want to say the key to beat the Yankees is throwing strikes, but it's a good way of attacking this lineup. You know, uh, obviously, in Yankee Stadium, it's going to be different. Uh, the, the, the right field will play, and you have to be careful. But, you know, compared to last year, going back to the question, uh, Montero, amazing. Abreu, amazing. Stuff-wise, they're a lot better than last year. And then you add probably the best pitcher in the planet right now, Justin Verlander, who wasn't there last year. And then you throw a wrinkle with Lance McCullers, and you know what you're getting when he pitches. Uh, you're going to get breaking ball after breaking ball after breaking ball after breaking ball tomorrow until, until they go to the bullpen. And those two guys, being there, done that, right? They, they were part of 17. Uh, they, they, they know what it takes. Uh, they're fit. I don't want to say they, they feel comfortable in Yankee Stadium, but, you know, it's just another venue for them. And uh, I think those two guys have, have been huge. Uh, Valdez yesterday, that was stupid, to be honest with you. I mean, he went from throwing 95, 96 to throw nothing but breaking balls towards the end. Yeah. And, and it's it just the adjustments it, it is, you know, I got to give credit to Machete, you know, to Martin. Martin, he, 
he sees the game, you see him looking at guys and moving their feet and getting in their head, you know, Donaldson telling him, throw the ball back. Hey, that's one nothing Martin, to be honest with you. Yep. And uh, he's one of the best in the business, and uh, he's doing an amazing job with the pitching staff. Alex, you, uh, you touched on the idea that, obviously, all the strikeouts, but few walks. So it's, you know, Astros pitchers are throwing strikes. If you look at it from the other side, though, there's a feeling, I think, among Yankee fans that the Astros are doing something differently, that they're putting the ball in play because the Yankees have this high strikeout total. But the Astros really aren't doing anything differently. They're big. You know, I I mentioned this to Keith at the top of the show. When Alex Bregman came up with two men on and had two strikes, he hit a home run. When Anthony Rizzo came up with two men on and two strikes, he hit a ground ball. Okay, that's great. You made a productive out, but there's an imbalance in the scoring, and you know the Astros aren't doing it any differently. They're hitting home runs, especially with two strikes. Yes, um, just watching the game, and uh, I know how hard that game is, and I hate to go over situations, but Alex is very quick inside, and going in there, I know. I think the 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 purpose of the pitch was supposed to, you know, it was supposed to go up and in. Yeah. But the margin of error with, with Bregman is very small there because it's kind of like, like, like a flipper machine, right? Like he goes in and out, in and out, in and out. And so quick. And there's certain times in games, especially playing in these venues, you know, it's like Fenway park. Let's put it at Fenway. I, I hate two strikes fastballs into righties when they go deep. If you're going to go in, you better miss in. You cannot miss over the plate, and Bregman did a good job. But uh, I, I do believe the Yankees are doing an outstanding job from the mound. Uh, Severino was really, really good yesterday. Uh, they got Cole coming up. Uh, they got Nestor. So for how bad it looks and – you know, everybody is saying, you know, the, the, the sky is falling, you know, it's, it's over. I remember going into Yankee Stadium in 17, and it was kind of like the same feeling, right? Oh, the Yankees are not hitting, uh, but we didn't hit. We didn't hit. We scored two in the first one, and I think it was one in the second one. And then we went to Yankee Stadium, and they dominated us. Yeah. And knowing how that venue plays – it's going to be crazy tomorrow. It's going to be nuts because the, it's not only the ALCS, but that that feeling of like do or die, right? Or like there's a must win. I know fans are going to show up early and they're going to be loud and it should be a fun atmosphere for, for, for the Yankees. And I, I, I don't know how much a fan base or the venue can, can get you going, but I know how it works on the other side, and it's not a, a comfortable place. So I think it's Garrett tomorrow, right? Cole tomorrow on the mound. Uh, he's been good against them in the past, and uh, he's one of the best in the business. So he should, he, they should be okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk already about 2017 and that series, right? Like you like you mentioned, you were with them. The Yankees were able to win in the Bronx. They weren't able to win in Houston. But I look at this Astros team and them coming in in the regular season. And Maldonado had a quote about them coming to the Bronx and feeling like that four-game set was a postseason series. Mm -hmm. That was postseason energy. I feel like they relish it. I feel like they want to play on that stage. They want to be in that environment. And uh, how do you think that they're going to approach this? Now, I put this out there for the fans. I'm a fan. You, you can find me in any section of the stadium. Uh, you already know the Altuve chants are going to come. Yep. The boos are going to come. Stop the, that. The right. <laughs> Stop that. I mean, I, I know, I mean, most of the guys there, right? Uh, Guriel, Maldonado, Bregman. I work with some of them. It's a different team, right? But one of the things that they do they look for anything to get them going, you know, like it might be Lou Cucuzza with a bad spread in the clubhouse and they're going to take it again. No, you know what? Let's beat him. So we show Lou that he's the, the no. Yeah, let's do it. That's why. And, you know, I talked to Eduardo last year. We, we had him at one point and he goes six innings. Correa hits the ground ball. He does the whole, like, what time it is. And I grab him. I'm like, no, we talk about this. They don't mind me. Don't even try because they look for anything. You know, is it the FU, Altuve, or to Bregman? I will cheer for your team, you know, like, just keep it to the Yankees. You know, you boo them. Yeah, that's that's part of it, right? We get boo when we go to uh, Yankee Stadium, but... Uh, it's not that they take it personal, but they look for anything to, to get them going. And, uh, you know, just cheer your guys, cheer judge, cheer call, and, and leave it at that. It gives them power. I've seen they George, love it. They George love it. Springer has they come here in a Blue Jays uniform and gone five for five because they're yelling cheater at him. Altuve, yeah. Altuve is struggling. Altuve has started this postseason in a historic 0 for 23, you know how you know how to, how to get that guy open or get that guy going, and and him for him uh, for him to get going. If he hears his name being chanted in Yankee Stadium by 40 some thousand fans, I'm I'm dreading it. I'm hoping that the fans stick to cheering for the Yankees and don't put the battery in these guys' back. That's the give, it, give it give it give a standing ovation. Give him a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, he's back. <laughs> he won't know what hit him. The little reverse psychology, right? Yeah. Um, listen, you you have a possibility here now because of the way the schedule is going of, you know, it might only be two in a row, but you can play up to five in a row here. Um, the bullpen issues are going to be, you know, the decisions are going to be hyper-focused now because of how many days in a row you're going to be playing. Um, one of the things that I mentioned during the course of the season is the last several World Series champions, including yours, have had bullpen issues all the way up during the regular season into the postseason, and somehow you fix them. The Astros did it in 17. The Red Sox did it in 18. Uh, the Nationals did it in 19. You know, the Braves and Dodgers had some issues. You move guys around, move pieces around at the right times, including starters in key spots. What's the key you know, you and I talked about this late in the season. So, you know, you mentioned how you did it with, with Sale and these guys in 18. There's a specific way to make sure these guys buy in because it's all about buying in, right? How do how do Aaron Boone and Dusty Baker 
get their bullpens ready for the next five games? What does it take to get guys to, to use them in unfamiliar roles and have success? It takes a Steven Wright to get hurt in game one of the LADS, to be honest with you. Uh, Steven gets hurt at four o'clock. I'm in, in, in during batting practice and um, Dana and, and Brad come over and they're like, hey, Steven got hurt. And I look around and I saw Nate and then Porcello call them in. I say, hey, bro, you guys are in the bullpen. And they were like, okay, we are. And uh, then Porcello pitched the eighth inning of game one of the ALDS. And it was like a snowball effect, you know, like he did it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. And then, you know, by, by, by game two or three, you know, it's like they know what they have to do. And uh, you see them with their spikes every day. That doesn't mean they're going to pitch, but the fact that they, they make themselves available, it gives you, you know, a chance to be aggressive in certain times or to show everybody that we're all in. Obviously, the medical department is huge. Uh, for us, it's a, it's, 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 it's a lot different than New York this year, right? In 18, we kind of stopped playing in September because we wanted to make sure everybody was reset going into October 3rd or 5th, whatever it was, you know, for the ALDS. Um, it, it's, it's one of those that nobody, nobody questioned me. Dave didn't care. We were just trying to win a World Series. And uh, the fact that David Price is a unique guy, right? Uh, I remember what they said about his elbow, right? It was a unique elbow, and he didn't care. He will pitch, show up early, and be ready. And uh, they will let me know, hey, I'm good for today. I'm good for one. I'm good for two. Uh, the, the thing that you have to be careful, and uh, I don't know, you can go to, to the way we did it in 18 and what we did last year, I don't think we use a starter in the middle of the inning. It was always a clean inning for them. Okay. And it was a sprint. It was three outs and get out. There wasn't multiple innings. So okay. that's something that you, you have to think about it, uh, make it as easy, quote unquote, as possible for them. And um, I think when you get caught up on all this stuff and it's October 20th or 21st, there's no rules, man. There's no like boundaries. Uh, I think everybody's available. Everybody wants to contribute. Thinking about their their health, obviously, but you have to think about the, the rest of the guys. And you put so much work throughout the spring training, I mean, the offseason spring training during the season that you see it. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, and they understand that. There's no meetings. There's no, like, one-on-ones. You expect them to be ready, and they expect you to use them. And, uh, you know, obviously – uh, the front office and the medical staff are very important. But, uh, you know, from my end, if you tell me you're available and the medical staff give, gives me the green light, you have to be ready because this is what you work for, man. You don't know how, you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get to get to the World Series. That's the way we see it. And uh, it worked in 18. Last year, it almost worked. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to do it again and we'll do the same thing again. Here's a question for you about this new tournament, uh, this postseason. We've seen, you know, you were with the Mets. That's a 100-win team, get bounced in the wild card. Uh, the defending champs won 100 games this year. They didn't get out of their first round. The Dodgers won the most games this year. Um, what are your thoughts about where we are now with it? I thought it was great, um, the way that it started. 
even if I'm a Yankees fan, I still think it is great. This Final Four has 100-win team in it, and they're looking like the favorites to come out of it. What are your thoughts about this new postseason format with an extra wild card team with, uh, you know, five days off for these top teams and uh, where we are now looking at uh, a tied series between the Phillies and the Padres and now a 2-0 series with the Astros and the Yankees? If you ask the Braves and the Dodgers, they'll take the rest. You know, like if they have to do it again, they will take the rest. That's 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 why you work so hard for uh it, it just happened that both teams in game three, they threw the starter that they were coming from the IL, right? They were banged up instead of going with a healthy guy in game three. That's the way I see it. Uh, if I was in this situation, give me as many days as possible, because at one point you have to play five in a row and then you're going to be complaining about, I didn't have any rest. So it's a fun tournament. I love it. I think it's been great for baseball. Last Saturday was probably the best day in baseball in a while. Yeah. You know, the, the every game was amazing. Yeah. Honestly, after that day, it seems like everything else has been blocked. You know, like, oh, 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 just another game, you know. But what happened last week was great. And uh, hopefully tonight we have a great game. Tomorrow we get two. And they're great games. And uh I don't. I haven't heard anything from the players. Honestly, uh, it just happens that San Diego is playing. San Diego is a really good team. They are a really good team. That bullpen is amazing, and uh, they beat the Mets and they actually outpitch and outplay the Dodgers. And uh, it happens, and it's going to happen this year, and it will happen next year. It has happened at, uh, before. There's upsets in baseball, right? There's upsets in sports, yes. and it's not about the, the, the format. I think the format is great. And, uh, you know, I think those teams that won 100 and whatever, they earned their right to get their days off, and they didn't lose because of that. They lost because they didn't play well. Alex, going back to um, to Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, the way they've been pitched here, um, it looks like Judge has gotten off a lot better swings the last couple of days, especially better than he did in the Cleveland series. I was just kind of, you know, one of the things I was saying earlier is that, listen, the Yankees are in a position because their depth has been, you know, has been altered. Their stars really have to be stars. I think that's true of any championship team. I was just trying to look up, you know, Mookie Betts didn't have a great postseason for you in 18. Um, but I still feel like stars have to be stars. I mean, are the Yankees going to be able to overcome if you know Mookie Betts hit uh, 188, 217 and 217 in your three series? Are the Yankees going to be able to overcome if Judge has a similar postseason? He needs a few at-bats with men on. Uh, it's, it feels like 95% of his at-bats has been with nobody nobody on base. Right. And, uh, you know, they're, they're so good at what they do when they have men on. You know, they run. They put pressure on you. Uh, you got to be a little bit quicker to the plate. But so far this, this postseason, there's been a lot of – at bats with nobody on and somebody has to set the table for him. Uh, I think Bader is doing an outstanding job, you know, uh, putting good at bats, maybe, you know, Bader Rizzo judge, you know, I know the third spot is not great, but you know, I hate managing other teams, you know, like I hate doing this, but uh, just kind of like, you know, see if, if it changes, you know, like you got somebody, in front of him that can work the count and put good at bats and he can take advantage of the situation. 
at the end of the day, everybody has to do their job. Everybody has to contribute. And uh, there's always a Steve Pierce somewhere, right? Waiting back there. And then he, he might be the guy, you know, uh, you know, it might be Carpenter or it might be Oswaldo. You never know. But uh, at one point, he's going to put a good at bat, a good swing with men on, and uh, he's going to do some damage. But if you don't have traffic out there, you're going to keep nibbling, going to the edges. And, you know, they've they done a, a good job against him so far this, uh, this series. I know you don't like to manage other teams, but as a manager, how do you feel about a team changing course late in the season, changing their lineup? And as a fan, I feel like the noise is so loud around the Yankees that Alex Rodriguez can go on and say, I hate Judge as the leadoff hitter. And then Judge is not the leadoff hitter. But then you have a leadoff hitter in Glaber Torres, who's not a leadoff hitter. And then you have the young guys in last night at the bottom of the, the order and Bader at the top. How do you feel about changing course this late in the game as a manager? Do you think that gives your guys a spark or do you think it could be a disadvantage? Like, what are your thoughts about changing the lineup and, uh, you know, listening to outside noise as far as your process and where you put your guys in? I, I can tell you by experience, right? Uh, Brock Hall hit for the cycle. And everybody in New England wanted him to play the next day against CC Sabathia, and he wasn't going to play. You know, that's the way he works, you know. And uh, it's not easy because I think where they at right now, you know, you have plan A, plan B, plan C, and nothing against the kids, but they're right now, this is who they are, this is who they have, you know, and you have to try what you think is going to work. Yesterday, they uh, they tried to put the ball in play, but that guy was amazing. And, you know, he struck out 10 or whatever it was and didn't walk one guy. It's not easy. It's not easy. But uh, I think Booney throughout the years have shown that, you know, he can cancel the noise. Uh, he, he, he's been good for them. Uh, they, they have a great thought process. They have a great process. And, uh, you know, if that was the lineup, they thought it was the best one yesterday. There's a reason behind. Uh, it's not just like they put a, your hat and put all the papers out in there and pick them. And this is what we do. Um, it's not easy when you don't have your guys. It's not. And you're playing probably against the best, you know, team right now in the, in the big leagues. And it's, it was going to be hard before when they were healthy. Imagine, you know, when they're hurt. But at the end of the day, they got Cortez, they got Cole. They're in a good spot, so it should be fun this weekend. Alex, thanks for breaking it down for us for a few minutes. Uh, appreciate your insight and your knowledge. I know you'd rather be, you know, at the stadium. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> on the bench. Uh, but I know it's fun to watch for you, too. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, breaking it down for us. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Be well. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, man. Right. Good talking to you. That's Alex Cora, Red Sox manager with a lot of good insights. This is BXB, Bronx Baseball, Yankees podcast from Odyssey and WFAN. You can subscribe, follow, review. It's all free wherever you get your podcasts, along with Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy.